Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Maryland sports fans, there's only one sports book in the great state of Maryland with over 50 years experience booking bets and supporting customers. Betfred Sportsbook at Long Shots is now open and is the only sports book in Frederick offering cash betting on football, basketball, world soccer, and more. Visit the Betfred Sportsbook at I-270 and MD-85 in Frederick, right next to Longshot's off-track betting. Go to BetfredSports.com for more information and your chance to win exclusive merchandise. Must be 21 or older. Play responsibly. For help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. music podcast dedicated to sharing the often overlooked hidden gems that fill the space between the singles on our favorite records. This is our sidetrack episode for the week. My name is Quentin, and I've got my brother Travis with me. In spirit, right? What? You're here in spirit, brother. I always feel like I should bring that up every now and then. I mean, you're not really here. But dude, because we're twins... We're always connected. <laughs> oh, Take sweet. that out of the fucking show. <laughs> You're the one who's editing this one. Fine, brother, so. fine, fine, fine. <laughs> I'm going to chop it out anyway. Might as well do some stupid shit. <laughs> I ain't got to worry well, about it. All right. So we're going to talk a little bit about Aphex Twin today. So last week we talked about Radiohead. Uh, we covered their... 2000 release Kid A and we talked about Tom York's uh, deep dive into uh, depression and writer's block and all that stuff that happened in between OK Computer and Kid A apparently he got over the funk uh, when he started listening to electronic music Um, and specifically uh, he said he basically just went through the entire Warp catalog. Warp is a record label uh, that started back in 1989. Um, and 
had a huge, huge influence on um, these experimental electronic styles that are now just, you know, common names. So intelligent dance music that came about through this record label and, and through the artists that they were signing. So bands like Aphex Twin, Boars of Canada, uh, LFO. And now I don't know how to say this next one. Art, uh, Art God, that's. Oh bad. yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you say that, bro? Arter, Art. I don't know. But yeah, <laughs> I've heard of them. Hey, I mean, uh, I'm looking at the list too. There's a there's there's a lot of great Nightmare on Wax. Let's see what else do I have fucking here? Brian Eno, dude. Grizzly Bears on there. They they don't they don't belong in an electronic music record label. How did they get on there? Bibio's on there, man. Nice. Boards of Canada. Yeah, so yeah, Boards of Canada are you know we talked about them. They're kind of the the forefathers of of IDM and hypnagogic yeah. pop. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So specifically, radio, uh, radio, specifically, Tom York mentions Aphex Twin and Articure. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to say that, yep. dude. I've, uh, yeah. I, let's I've, let's dude. Let's let's figure it out, man. Pronunciation. Articure. Articure. Art. You were. Articure. Dude, you, were, you were pretty. You were close. Cool. All right. Um, and, um, you know, after listening to Kid A last week, you can see the huge influence that, that this kind of music had on Tom York going forward, uh, and his writing styles and all that good stuff. Um, cause listening to Kid A and a lot of Radiohead's music post Kid A, it is very, very heavy on the electronic side and on the rhythms, you know, definitely, definitely. And I think you had mentioned that he had, he had specifically said that he, uh, was experimenting and interested in how electronic music can move you sometimes more than, uh, words, lyrics, more than, yeah, more than guitar music is what he said. Yeah. And I can definitely, definitely see that. Absolutely, man. I can definitely like, Listening, so I don't know about you, but I never got into Aphex Twin. I, I don't know if it's I never because I think his his like the height of his commercial success was mid to late nineties, and you know, and his early career and all that, nineteen eighty nine through you know through the through the nineties, we were just too young to 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 care about that kind of music. I think we had mentioned in other episodes before, we never really got into electronic music, mu- electronic music, until later on in our life. Um, yeah, really. So it we was... just missed the whole uh, IDM scene from the '90s. Interestingly enough, though, for me at least, I think IDM was sort of the first type of electronic music that I really got into, or, or IDM and down tempo. That's kind of when when I got my foot in the door with with electronic music because it was more laid back. Um, you know, I didn't, it's not like I, I, I went straight into, you know, techno or dubstep, you know, which I've never really gotten into, but IDM down tempo, like I've always been into that kind of music. 
Yeah. As far as, you know, yeah. once we start, once, once, once I got into electronic music, that's what, what I started with. Bands like, uh, you know, we've talked about it before, Tosca, Tycho. Right, right, right. Um, so I think it's kind of cool that if you think about, think about Tom York and being in Radiohead in the late, you know, in 99, 2000, seeing that success as just a rock and roll band and then discovering and really enjoying electronic music and then almost pulling a 180, almost, and just completely changing your sound because of that. I think that's really cool because, because you know, for us, we're just such big fans of electronic music. Um, I just think it's cool to see the change in Radiohead sound uh, after this, you know. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like he needed some sort of a change of pace, not just in, like, you know, the excessive, like, touring schedule and, like, and all that kind of stuff, but, like, he needed to change the the way he was approaching music because, from what you were saying, he was, like, sort of becoming turned off by, by the stereotype of a rock star, quote-unquote. And if, you know... Right. If he's associating guitar music with, like, rock and roll, you know, it's... Yeah. No surprise yeah. that he like went toward found inspiration from electronic music. Yeah, and we didn't I didn't really mention this last week, but uh the song Everything in Its Right Place, which is the first track on Kid A. Um it's the song that we introed the podcast with. So that song was the first complete idea that they had like the first song that they saw all the way through when recording. And, you know, I, I just love, I just love, um, it's not ironic, but I just love that, that the song, you know, the lyrics, the words, everything is in its right place. It just fits so well with that. You know, he has this depression, writer's block. And then, Kid A comes out, the first song, the first words that you hear is, all right, everything's in its right place now, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, this maybe. is it. That might be uh, that might be what he was talking about. It could be why they threw, they decided to have that be the first track on the album, you know? You might be right. Um, so, one thing about Aphex Twin. Okay, so the, his name is Richard D. James. Aphex Twin is one guy. And honestly, for me, I, I I'm not a big fan of most of of his stuff. Um, you know, I've got it's really yeah, out there. I've I've gotten it. I think the one the one or two albums that I've listened to from his are the um, sort of the ambient stuff. Like he's put out some ambient yeah. works. So and, actually, that's uh, the those are actually his first legit releases. Like I thought, really? oh, these are just some compilation albums that that you know that we can listen to on Spotify or whatever. Those are the first, the first, uh, work, you know, the first music of his that, that was released to the public were those compilation albums. That's interesting because, so, you know, yeah, coming from uh, the record label with Brian Eno on it, you know, Brian Eno had, had also done a lot of ambient works, quote unquote albums that were, yeah. you know, just called like ambient works one, ambient right. works two, where he collaborated with, with, uh, with other musicians, but like, that's interesting that, you know, it makes you wonder if, if what's the guy's name? Apex twin. 
Richard D. James. Yeah, it makes you wonder if, if Richard was sort of inspired and following in the footsteps of a musician like Brian Eno before he broke up and started doing more. It also could just stuff. be how Warp decided to introduce Aphex Twin and, you know, how to introduce Brian Eno to their audience. Uh, you know, all right, here's here's what he's been doing for the last seven years. But yeah, uh, so did you like his ambient stuff? How ambient are we talking? Should we listen? Should we listen to one, dude? I didn't have that in mind. I don't um, have like one off the top of my head. Let's, uh, let's just, uh, we could, let's just yeah, we could to, just let's just listen to a random one. Yeah, we could pop in there, see what's going All on. All right, so let's do so pulling from so this was released in '92. Spans spans from '85 to '92. Let's listen to "We Are the Music Makers" just because I like the name. That was great, man. That was great. You know what? That made me like. I desperately want to go find a website that has uh, a download. I just want to reinstall SimCity <laughs> and start. <laughs> that made you think building of SimCity? cities again, man. That's funny, dude. Because I feel like the soundtrack was sort of like that. The music on SimCity. It, yeah, exactly. It kind of brought me back to the to, funny, dude. Like video com- computer games from the nineties. Dude, nothing beats Roller Coaster Tycoon, dude. You remember that game? Yeah, good did they God, have good man. music? Uh, no, not really. But I mean, oh, okay, yeah, dude, you you were way world. into that. That's because it was the that fucking game for a while, dude. It was the fucking bee's knees, dude. <laughs> Especially the uh, the isometric one, where like you you only you're only seeing like four angles of it, like you can rotate the map and shit. But because then they came out with Roller Coaster Tycoon three. It was fully 3D. You could like walk through the park and like ride the roller coasters and yeah. shit, which was cool. Yeah. But the isometric one was awesome, dude. I'm gonna have to fucking play that again. I've got an old PC. <laughs> I'll have to fucking queue it up and get it going. Well, I enjoyed that. I'm definitely gonna listen to more of this. Um, that was cool. And you know what? Let's just go back. I just I just like to think about Tom York. You know, just frustrated beyond reason you know 
with himself and with his career path and then discovering this music i don't know why i just i just like this idea you know because for me it's it's because and like i had said last week and i'm i'm still on the fence about this and i'm excited that we're going to cover all the way up to in rainbows because i'm on the fence about this but kid a is up there for me for radiohead albums as far as my favorites and i love that it took i mean i don't like the fact that tom york pretty much you know hit rock bottom became completely unhinged for this to happen but i love that the the radiohead that we know today was brought about by tom york and probably the other members of the band getting into idm you know and down tempo and this all happened in the late 90s you know when when this stuff was kind of exploding and we have people like Aphex Twin and Autocure. Is that how? Is that how you say it? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> to thank to thank for for Radiohead, right? <laughs> I mean, is that a stretch? I mean, yeah. I mean, you can definitely say that that we have them to thank for how Radiohead evolved. You know, like what they went. I mean, they went from rock outfit to the experimental like. Electronic rock. There's no way to yeah, describe exactly. them other than yeah. What what yeah. makes what makes Radiohead Radiohead to me is is how they have blended how they blend rock and electronic music. That's they do it in a way that nobody else, how like nobody else does it. You know. Yeah. So, um, like I had said earlier, a lot of the stuff from Aphex Twin I don't really like. So, uh, to any Aphex Twin fans that are listening to this episode i apologize because the music that we're playing today is probably not a good representation of aphex twin uh as far as his music goes his stylings but travis and i are more into well you know what let's just play um, let me let's just play the song that i had in mind for our sidetrack um because so this is a song this is track one off of his album called Richard D. James Album. That's the name of the album. That's his name. By Aphex Twin. That's his real name. This came out in 96. And this is the first track on the album. It's called Four. As in the number four. Let's hear it.
I don't know if I like that style of um, that that drum track. Oh, it's like I've, I've heard everywhere. that style before. Dude, that's he he loves that stuff, man. Yeah. At least on this album, it's it it pops up again in a few other songs. I like it, dude. So again, these two songs are different from the rest of this album and from the rest of other. I mean, for the most part other songs of his that i've i've got i've listened to actually you know what dude I'm, i can't just keep talking about it without playing a little sample uh so let's go two tracks down track three this one is called peak eight two four five four two zero one That's just like if, you know, back in the day with uh, dial-up internet, that's like if AOL learned how to make beats as it was logging on. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know, dude. I don't like it. <laughs> exactly. I don't like it. <laughs> exactly, dude. And But but think about this, though. I mean, think about the influence that he's had on so many different genres of electronic music since that time, right? Chip tunes, yeah, dubstep, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. No, you definitely, you can definitely see the influence or hear the influence. And again, I can see how this could be something that would be appealing to Tom York after spending a decade in a rock band where it was all about melody, you know, verse, chorus, verse, bridge, verse, chorus. Yeah, I hear you. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, you gotta, you gotta mix it up. You gotta do something different you know every once yeah. in a while to stay interested in your i mean that's true for any sort of industry or craft that you're involved in you know yeah gotta mix it up so yeah i hey that's a sidetrack huh sure call it a night so next week we're going to talk about i've decided i've picked the album sweet we are going to talk about rem and we're going to cover their fourth album life's rich pageant came out in 1986 what's so interesting to me about rem is just how prolific they were in the 80s and into the like and how they just continued into the 90s you know and we'll talk about this later obviously but i'm just kind of looking at their because when i think of rem i think i associate them with the 90s but really they they started in 83 and put out an album almost every two years in the 80s so i mean they just dude and i i really like their debut album i love murmur murmur yeah i thought about doing murmur but um i don't know maybe maybe we'll do that maybe we'll do that later life's rich pageant has some really uh really special tracks on there well i'm excited because i i can honestly say i mean unless there's a single that that i would know i don't i don't know any songs from that album so yeah i think there's two singles and they are uh, let's see yeah, the singles are Fall On Me and Superman. So, yeah, you probably haven't heard those because I don't think they had very much radio play at all. 
Yeah. So yeah, it's it's okay. it's good stuff, man. Cool. I'm, I'm excited. I'm about stoked, it. dude. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then after that, we're gonna get into some some more Radiohead and listen to Amnesiac. That's gonna be great too, man. So yeah, good stuff to look forward to in the next couple weeks. I guess we can fade out with that song that you liked so much, dude, <laughs> that I introed in for this episode. So that one was called Finger Bib, um, which I is track it. four on, on the Richard D. James album. Yeah, we'll, we'll let's uh, we can fade out with that one. Um, cool. So as always, you can find more information on our website, nofillerpodcast.com. Uh, you can also listen to us on SoundCloud or pretty much any other podcast app. We should be up there. Uh, and that's going to do it for us uh, today. Thank you, as always, for listening. We love you all. And uh, we will see you again. And by see, I mean you will hear us in your buds next week. My name is Quentin. My name is Travis. Sports fans, there's only one sports book in the great state of Maryland with over 50 years experience booking bets and supporting customers. Betfred Sportsbook at Long Shots is now open and is the only sports book in Frederick offering cash betting on football, basketball, world soccer, and more. Visit the Betfred Sportsbook at I-270 and MD-85 in Frederick, right next to Longshot's off-track betting. Go to BetfredSports.com for more information and your chance to win exclusive merchandise. Must be 21 or older. Play responsibly. For help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. 
And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 